0: But honestly, I don't see my competition as competition. I see them as my best friends. I I think everybody in my niche has something to offer me, and I have something to offer them. And we can all work together and achieve our business goals faster.
1: Welcome to your
0: personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana. Bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive.
1: Right, you know the digital publishing field has taken a whole new trend over the decade, and a lot of things, new entrants, and a lot of things happening. And you of know, Kindle publishing and Amazon, so many things that happened over the decade, and it, it's moving very fast. In today's episode, I interview an expert young school dropout who's making lots of money from book publishing and also inspiring other younger generations with self-publishing and and self-help activities and series of things he he does. And I'm really intrigued and amazed by his stories and his strategies. And I'm bringing him on board today to share his success story in personal development and also his secret in publishing. At a very young age, making a lot of, I mean, income from quite reasonable income from Amazon, which is uh, interesting. And get ready, your know, notepads, and ready to write, and take action, right on the go. My guest today is Mark Messick, as an Amazon best-selling author with nine published books. Mark, welcome to the Personal Branding Podcast show. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Mark, I just want you to just tell us your story. How you drop out from school, got into writing, publishing, and now they say the rest is history. We want to hear that. How it all began?
0: Yeah, sure. So, um, <clears throat> when I was 11 years old, we decided to uh, to move. My dad had to move for his job, and um. It was going to be an extended move. You know, we we were going to have to, like, stay in several different rental houses and travel across the country. And and it was going to take about um, six months to move, maybe more. And so we we decided that it would be in our best interest to just drop out of school um, for me and my siblings rather than um, trying to – to continue our education in the public schooling system and switch, you know, between three different school districts or something like that, we decided it would just be easier to do homeschooling. And I wasn't super thrilled about the idea of homeschool. You know, I was, I was comfortable at school. I liked, um, you know, the social interaction with friends and I, I was just, you, you know, I, I was comfortable there. I, I didn't have any problem, um, with, with being at school. <clears throat> so then, uh, but my, my my parents convinced me to, to do homeschool and so so that's what I did and at first it really I, I didn't care much for it I mean um, we, we really were just trying to to continue my public schooling education at home there, there really wasn't much difference we were just kind of you know sit down do your math and your history then your science and your English etc you, you know it was just um it, it was pretty pretty uh, dull, I guess, pretty standard and boring. But then, over time, we, we kind of developed our own, I guess, education philosophy. And we decided that every every person has their own unique way of learning, and um, everybody learns differently. And so once, once we realized that, we started kind of, um, I guess, directing our education system towards the unique personality of each individual um you know as we uh, started homeschooling my, my family and I during this move we we learned that uh, every everyone um me and all my siblings and really everyone on the planet has a unique way of learning everybody learns differently in my opinion that they have a way that they learn best and then there are some forms of learning that just don't really apply to that person at all and so I think kind of uh trying to toss everyone into the public schooling system and forcing everyone to learn the same way in my opinion is really ineffective just because people learn different ways you know some people may actually learn really well through the public schooling system they they may get a lot out of sitting in a, in a classroom listening to a teacher and he, you know that might be how they learn best they might um, take a lot out, out of that and retain a lot of what they learn some people like me learn um, best through reading. I can read fairly fast and just, um, you, you know, that's how I learn best. And then I, I think everybody learns differently. You know, some of my siblings do go to public school because that's just, that's how they learn best. And, um, it, it can be kind of difficult to develop your, um, your own education system, you know, finding out how you learn best. But I think taking the time, time to do that, figure out how you learn best, what works best for you can be extremely valuable as you continue your education.
1: right so Mac uh, learning these things how, how, how do you currently able to advise or coach your colleagues who are still going through the traditional public way of learning that how can they also really discover that this is the best way I can learn and how do I adjust to the because people, how do one begin as a teenager as a person to discover that this is the best way I can learn and absorb and excel?
0: Okay, so I think, um, the, w- one of the first things that you need to do is just kind of be, be self aware. You know, pay attention to yourself and, and how you learn. Um, and, and you're gonna have to experiment with lots of different ways of learning. Um, and, and, really that's the only way to do it is just experiment, um, with different forms of learning. You know, you can try reading or you could try listening to, um, audio tape. Some people learn really well through, through audio. Um, you can try the classroom setting, there's lots of different ways to learn. Um, and, and really the, the only advice I can give is just experiment and see what works best for you. You, you know, see what, what you enjoy most, but also what you get the most out of and what, what helps you retain the information more.
1: So there's all style self-discovery or self-awareness to, to begin with? Exactly, yeah. Alright, now let's delve into the subject. We're looking at publishing. How do you get into publishing? It Was, was it through your self-discovery? process you find out okay like, you could write or it was just a talent or let's get to publishing. You know,
0: when I first discovered publishing, it was really just uh, just an accident actually. I, I just randomly heard one day that Amazon allows authors to self-publish. You, you know, it was just a, a random thing and I thought, hey, you know, I like writing, why not put something up on Amazon? So so that's what I did. I, I just did it kind of for an experiment and uh yeah, you know, I I was really surprised at how easy it is just to put something up on Amazon. It literally takes like five minutes. So, so yeah, that that was that was pretty cool. That that was the first step is just deciding, you know, why not.
1: So that, that breaking technology, so one, okay, you wow, can be an author within twenty four hours. You just want to experiment or try that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I think being being willing to to experiment and kind of. Um, do things that, that you don't um, that you might not feel entirely comfortable with is really important, both um, both in life but also you know with education or publishing or, or really anything. Um, taking leaps um, and, and experimenting and just getting out of your comfort zone a little bit it can be a, a huge help in any area of life, I believe.
1: I want you to give us seven strategies of how you became a best-selling author, and you still all the seven books or nine books are still best-selling. Author. So, what are your your seven top secrets you want to share with the listeners?
0: Seven tips? Yes. Okay. I, I usually
1: give five,
0: but I'll I'll tack on two more just for you. Okay. <laughs> so um, so the the first tip is um, I think you need to. If you like to write, then by all means, you know write and publish and experiment with this. But if you don't like to write, don't do it, if that makes sense. I think you should only um, experiment with writing and publishing if you actually like it. I, I know a lot of people that go and um, write books and put them up on Amazon just because, you know, that they want to make extra money with it. If that's your sole intent, I, I would tell you, you know, there's lots of easier ways to make money, in my opinion, Um selling books on Amazon is you know it's difficult and time consuming it, it took me two years before I got to the point where where I was making a full- time income. So definitely uh, um, follow your passion I guess it is the advice that I would give. If you like to write, then then go ahead and write. If you don't, then I, I would say you know find something else to do follow your passion. If your passion isn't writing, then don't don't you know um, make yourself miserable by by writing. So that's tip number one is follow your passion. Um, tip number two is uh, look at c- kind of supply and demand you know um, you need to make sure that there is a demand for for your book um, in the marketplace. If you write a book but then there's nobody out there that, that wants to read about that topic, you, you know you, you're you're not gonna sell any copies if that makes sense. You need to look, look at the marketplace demand at the same time. You have to balance that with writing what you want to write. Don't just um, follow the trends um, and write what you think other people want to read. You have to kind of, it's a balancing act. You have to, to find a balance between writing what, what you love and following your passion while also finding a good market that has, that has a demand. Um, So, you know, it is a balancing act, and it can be kind of hard. It took me a little while until I found um, kind of my niche that that I like to write in. Um, so that's another example where experimentation can play a huge role and and help you succeed. So those are the first two tips. Those are kind of, I, I guess, some... Um, Prelude tips, in a way, Um, they don't apply to the actual process, but they are very important. You you know, the the foundation has to be there before you can build the house. You know, so um, those are the first two. Um, Now now we can get into the actual marketing process. This is the the process that I use to market my books, and it has worked. you, You know, it's worked pretty well for me. So, I, I have uh, five main tips for the actual marketing process. Okay. And some of these, um, when, when people hear them, they're, they're like, oh, you know, I, I already know that. Everybody says that. But the thing is, it's become so commonly said that people kind of ignore it. New authors, they don't pay any attention to it. <clears throat> Just because it seems so basic and simple, they think it couldn't really make a difference. But the thing is, these simple things are what make a difference. And because they're, they're so commonly overlooked, I think that's why a lot of authors fail, is just because they don't pay attention to, to the simple, um, fundamental principles of, of marketing. So here are the, the five tips to, to getting, um, you, you know, writing a best-selling book on Amazon. And if you do these five things, um, I, I can pretty much guarantee you that, that your book will become a bestseller. It really is quite simple. So the, the first tip, um, the, the first tip like i said it's really simple you want to have the most amazing cover you possibly can and when i say that people are like oh no I, you know I, i've heard that a million times you, you know cover is important but the thing is people hear that so often that they don't pay any attention to it and then they go out and get a $5 cover or something ridiculously cheap and, and i did that when i first started out you, you know i couldn't afford anything more so i'd go and you know hire someone to whip up a quick cover for $5 but the thing is that that doesn't do anything to market your book. You have to understand that when you're marketing, you're convincing someone to invest time and money in you. And more often than not, you know, if you're if you're a new author, nobody's heard about you before. So you're 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 asking people to take a chance, you know, to leave their comfort zone and invest time and money, which are both very precious, you know, to everybody, in in you in, in your book. And so I think you really need to do your part to convince them to to kind of show them that you are a professional and that you i guess you're worthy of their investment so um when you look at it from that angle you really absolutely need a professional cover um you you need to invest some money in it too um I would recommend that for um, that that you invest at least a hundred dollars you, you know that's the minimum um and I that scares some people away. They're like, no, I, I can't afford that. But see, here's the thing: you, if you do that, and you follow the other four tips that I've got, you will make your money back within the first month. You just have to be smart about it. So it, it is an investment on your part. You have to, you know, kind of take a leap of faith and leave your comfort zone and invest some money in this. But if you're serious about being a best-selling author, then you need to to act like a best-selling author for, from the get-go. You need to invest in, in a really professional cover. Um, there's lots of places you can go to get a good cover and, and it really depends on your on your niche. Um I personally use Archangel Inc. that um, they're uh they provide book covers for ninety nine dollars. They they do a really excellent job. Um but you you're gonna have to look around. Find a designer that that costs at least a hundred dollars that can do professional covers in your particular niche. Um, and and I can't give you advice on kind of what makes a good cover because I haven't written books in every niche, but I I can tell you that hiring a good designer that knows what he or she is doing is really important. And that they'll design a cover for you that, um, the, the the cover, it needs to be something that like when people look at it, when they're on Amazon and they look at this cover, they go, wow, I need to read this book. You know, it's, it just, it looks like an amazing, gorgeous cover. And people see that, and it just automatically inspires them to read the book. That's the kind of cover that you want. That's also the kind of money that you have, or the the kind of cover that you have to invest some money in. So, if you're serious about writing, definitely invest in a professional cover. If you're not serious about writing, you know why are you even bothering? Um, Second tip is kind of similar. You need to have an absolutely amazing title. Um, The the title needs to, to be something that when when a a uh, possible buyer reads the title; it kind of jumps out at them, and they're like, "Whoa!" You, you know, they they go, "I absolutely have to read this book now." And um, I again, I I can't give you specific tips on how what makes a good title, just because different different genres have different um, types of title styles that work best. But what I would recommend for um, both the cover and the title to find out what works for your genre is to study the bestsellers, see what they do, and to just kind of learn from them, you know, do some research. And uh, also, if you are writing a book in a certain genre, chances are that you, you're a fan of that genre. You know, I write lots of self-help books, and that is in part because I am a fan of self-help. I read lots of self-help books. So one thing that helps me is to look at books that I've bought in the past and see what made me buy the book. You know, um, what types of titles attract me, what types of covers um, attract me to a certain genre, because you know you can be your own um, target market, I guess. So, so that's just a couple of quick tips on on how to how to get a good title and cover. But those are two very very important um, tips. I, I can't stress that that enough. Um, but when I first started out, I had terrible covers and terrible titles, and my books did really poorly. You know, I, I made like a dollar a month, um, which is absolutely pitiful. And then once it was about the time that I discovered um, um, that how important a good good cover and title is, that my books really started picking up. You know, but sales doubled on um, that month. So it is extremely important. I, I really can't stress that enough. Um, you have to invest the time and the money um, into picking a good title and ordering a good cover. Those are very important.
1: Well, so so, um, so in effect, you, you could you have a a good title but a bad cover, or you can have a good cover but a bad title.
0: Right, and, and you know sometimes that can work. I've seen books with absolutely terrible covers that have catchy titles and they sell well. But see, here's the thing. I think that titles and covers should kind of complement each other. Um, they 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 kind of act as one. Like um, initially, you know, the the colors and the design of the cover will attract a buyer, and then that causes them to read the title, and then the title um, kind of jumps out at them, and they go, "Wow, I have to learn more about this book." And so. Um, you know, they should kind of complement each other, if that makes sense. So those are the first two tips, I, I think we spent enough time on those. Um, the third tip is somewhat similar, um, but a little bit different, and that tip is that you you absolutely need to have a, a really good sales copy, a, a good book description. And most authors, honestly, are terrible at writing book description. I I don't know what it is with authors, but most authors just can't write an accurate description of their book that also sells the book. Um, when when you have a really great title and cover, that convinces someone to check out your book page. But then your book description needs to convince people to go from the book page to the sales page. You, you know that they need to to buy your book. Um. The, the purpose of the title and cover is to attract attention, whereas the title of the sales description is kind of one step further. It's supposed to close the sale, you know, seal the deal. So that that's um, that, that's really important. And like I say, most authors can't write a good, good sales description. I don't know why that is, but they, they just have a really hard time with that. So I, I would definitely recommend um, either reading some copywriting books and kind of learning for yourself. Um. And that's what I did, and um, you know, people tell me that I have good descriptions. I honestly don't think that they're the best. <laughs> um, another route that you can go is to to hire a professional copywriter to write your book description for you. And um, you, you know, there are people out there that will do that. And that if you're really serious and um, you think you've got a book that could be a really big bestseller. You know, you, you think your book has the potential, then investing in a professional copywriter may be the way to go. You know, there are definitely authors that do that. Um, and, and there are lots of places that offer book description writing. Or you can go the more um, kind of do it yourself route and just read some books, um, read it, um, kind of do some research online and figure out just the, the basics of, of writing good copy. And then do your own book description. Um and uh, honestly, that, that's, the, those are the three most important things to selling a book. Have a great title, great cover, great description. If you do those three things, you, you know, you've set your book up for success. And, uh, you, you know, most authors, like, like I said, don't do this, and I don't know why. I, I think it might just be because these tips are so common, and they kind of ignore them, but they they really do play a huge huge role in a bestseller. And um, you know, I, I think it, it took me two years before I finally realized this, and I don't know why it took so long to understand these basic simple fundamentals. But that's really all it is. It's just really basic marketing. You need to to do these three things and and you you've already got got the makings of a bestseller in my opinion. Um now there there's two more things. Um the the fourth one it's just a really quick one and that is to have good reviews um on, on your book and as many as possible. And, and reviews play a huge role cuz it it kind of uh it shows social proof um or to to the buyers when they look at reviews they um it kind of proves to them that that your book is is worth their investment, um, and, and it's just another little thing to kind of seal the deal. It, it's possible still to sell a book um, just with the uh, the title and description and uh, cover. However, if you have you know even just five or ten good reviews on your book, um, it, it can do a lot just to to convince buyers. To, to actually, you know, invest invest in you and your book. And um, the, there are a couple of... Oh, yeah, go ahead.
1: The question is, how do you get reviews for your books?
0: Right, I, I was just about to, to answer that. So there are a couple of different ways to get reviews. When you first start out, you're going to have to do a lot of... It, it takes a lot of work. Um, once you've kind of built built up a name for yourself, you've built up a little bit of an author platform, You'll have enough fans that you can just um, ask them for reviews and it, it's really as easy as that. Just sending an email to a couple of your fans and they will gladly go and review your book. However, when you're first starting out, you can't really do that. Um, so th- there are a couple of different ways to uh, to go about getting reviews. One that that's fairly common is to, to contact um, Amazon's top reviewers and there's a, a ton of blog posts and books about how to do that. So I'm not going to go over um, the, the, how to do that. But basically you just want to contact Amazon's top reviewers and ask them for a review. I used to do this when I was first starting out. I didn't find it terribly effective. Um, it, it didn't seem to give me a good you know return on the time um, that, that I invested on it. It didn't have a good return on investment of time. So, um, Another really good way to get reviews when you're first starting out is just to to do some networking. And I I can't stress enough the, the power of networking. Networking it is um is um it has been absolutely huge for me. And uh you, you know it's it's been able to to kind of take my my uh book business to the next level. Um b- before I experimented a lot with networking, I did all right for myself. You know my my books sell all right but then once i really kind of doubled down on networking and did it, made it a goal to network with at least one new person every day um, that, that's when my business really took off and it's just because getting to know people in your niche um, is is a great it, it, it's great because then you know later on down the road um, you, you might be able to, to get them to do a favor for you or you know what, maybe they'll ask a favor of you just um You know, networking um, with people in your niche and uh, creating win-win situations is absolutely huge. Um, And and there's lots of different ways to network. Mm -hmm. Um, The main way I do it is just through Facebook, different Facebook groups and things like that. Um, You may have to find a different way for your niche. Maybe contacting blog owners in your niche or leaving comments on blogs and getting to know some of the other commenters. Um, But networking and, um, it is absolutely huge. And then once you have a, a kind of a support network of people that, you know, fairly well, um, you can ask them for reviews and, uh, and they'll, they'll gladly help you out. And that that's what I did when I started out is just networking, getting to know a bunch of people in my niche. And then when I launched a book, I would just ask them for for a review. You, you know, it's just really simple. And more often than not, they would go in and review it for me, um, and that's really all it is is just networking and then somewhere down the road asking for a favor and that that's absolutely huge um i I think in any business um that that you start networking can play a huge role and you know they talk a lot in marketing books about um, competitors and you know your competition, but honestly, I don't see my competition as competition. I see them as my best friends. I, I think everybody in my niche has something to offer me, and I have something to offer them, and we can all work together and achieve our business goals faster. So I, I honestly don't think that competition is a bad thing. I, I think that it can be really good for, for everybody. Um, so the, that's uh, those are the first four tips, right? Um, we've got cover, title, description, and reviews. Those are the things that will sell your book when people find your book that that's um, that, that's kind of just a, a way to convince them to buy your book that that's all it is is just convincing people to buy your book however you still need people to be able to look at your book page so you see see these first four things that i talked about they will help you convince people to buy your book but first before that can even happen you need to have people coming to your book page otherwise you, you know there's no one to sell to so um, th- this fifth tip um, concerns getting people to your book page, getting lots of traffic. Um, and uh for some reason, I really haven't seen too many other people talk about this. And I don't know why. In my opinion, it's the best way to market a book. And it, it's extremely effective and it's fairly simple. But nobody else talks about it. Most other um, Internet marketers or Kindle Kindle marketers, they talk about... You know, starting a website or doing a blog or social media, or pay-per-click ads, or or all all of these different things, and they they say that combining all of them together will help you sell. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I I I've tried all that stuff and it didn't work for me. And it wasn't until I discovered this fifth tip that my books really took off. And, and so here's the fifth tip. Yeah, it's it's uh that Amazon wants. Your book to sell, that they, they, they really do. They want your book to sell because Amazon is. Uh, they they want to make money, and your book can make them money. Therefore, that they, they want your book to sell. And, and here's the really important thing to understand: Amazon will market your book for you. They they will because they want to make money, and your book can help them make money. Your your book is a part of their of their plan, um, so, so to speak. So they will market your book for you. And obviously, Amazon has much more marketing power than any author ever could. you know, Amazon is absolutely huge. And they, they'll market your book for you. Um, just, uh you just kind of have to prove to them, I guess, that your book is worth worthwhile. It's worth their time. And so here's here's how you do this. And this is the only marketing I do. And, you know, it's worked really well for me. You know, last month I made $4,000. Wow, $4,000. Yeah, just from this one simple thing. And just from letting Amazon market my book for me. And here's how you can get Amazon to market your book for you. You have to get um, around 150 downloads within a 24-hour period. And that's all it is. If you can do that, then Amazon will... They'll see that kind of a bunch of downloads um, come to your book all at once, and they're like, "Hey, maybe I should check this book out, see, see what it's all about." And so they they go and they'll check out your book, and uh, they, and they they've got an automated system that that does this, and they'll start to promote your book for you, and for, from then on, you, you know, you, you can really just kind of sit back and let Amazon market your book for you, and so. Um, that's really all there is to it. It's just getting that initial 150 downloads, and um, Amazon will take over. That they'll they'll start to market your book for you. And, like I said, it is just really extremely simple, and that's the only marketing that I do for my books. Wow. And you know, it's worked out really well for me. So of course, there is the problem of getting that initial 150 downloads. Um, There are a couple of ways to do this, though. Um, One way is to go on a a publicity tour, get a bunch of blog posts and podcast interviews set up beforehand, and then have them all go out on the same day to a bunch of popular blogs and popular podcasts in your niche. And, you you know, just kind of mention your book. And this can do um, it when you have a bunch of blogs and podcasts working together. So like this, it it really has a lot of marketing juice. You, you know, it's got a lot of power behind it. The the combined, um, you know, audience of all of these different blogs and podcasts in your niche can generate a lot of traffic to your book page. Um, I I know in, in the past I've been able to get up to to three thousand website visitors just from uh, from a single podcast interview. Wow, that's and, and blog posts can, can do the same thing for you. You know that they can. And it goes back to that networking that we talked about a little bit earlier. You know, um, meeting people in your niche, and then later kind of um, setting up win-win situations. Um, so, so that's one way to generate a lot of downloads really fast. Is just, a, and you you will have to do a lot of networking and working with people, um, but setting up a publicity tour like that. Um, it can really help you get a bunch of downloads really quickly, which is what you want. you know you want 150 downloads within 24 hours. Um, so it's, that's the first way. The second way is kind of more of a long-term strategy, but it works really well. and that is uh, email marketing, building an email list and then um, down the road when you publish a book, you can just email your list and chances are that you'll be if you have a big enough list, You'll be able to get that 150 downloads just right off the bat, and that's a really easy way to market a book. You you know, you just email your list, get 150 downloads, then after that, Amazon starts marketing your book for you. Um, so so that's kind of, but like I said, that's a long-term strategy. You can't like do that for your first book. Mm -hmm. However, if you're planning on writing lots of books. Um, that, that's definitely the way to go. Is to start building an email list, and then down down the road, it will be a lot easier. Um, if you, you know this is your first book and you have no audience, I'd recommend going with the publicity tour, and getting a bunch of blogs and podcasts um, lined up, and have a bunch of guest posts and guest uh, interviews go out all on the same day. So. I, and obviously, um, when you first launch a book, the more downloads that you get is better. I say 150 because that's kind of the, the minimum that I've seen that it takes to get Amazon's attention. Um, but if you get more, then Amazon will do more to promote your book. So if you get 150 downloads, that's great. Amazon will promote your book for you. If you get 300, you know it's even better. Amazon will do more to promote your book. If you get 500, you, you know it's even better. The more downloads you get in a twenty-four hour period, the more Amazon will do to promote your book. So, and that—that's really it. That those are my, my um, five main marketing tips. It's just uh, cover, title, description, reviews, and getting one hundred and fifty downloads in twenty-four hours. And and those things are all fairly simple. You know, it doesn't take a huge, elaborate, you, you know, process or anything like that. It's just really simple stuff that anybody can go and do and it, it will have an absolutely huge impact on on, on your books So, there, there you go there, there's my seven tips
1: yes seven tips and secrets it's, it's, it sounds and looks easy to do Jim Rohn once stated that the things that are easy to do are also easy not to do
0: yeah so, no I, I definitely <laughs> agree with that
1: so a lot of authors also this is too Easy to do. Let me find another route to do. Uh, what is your? Have you experimented with Kindle Unlimited with a KDP free promotion and with other third parties side? Which promote books? Have you tried any of that?
0: Yeah, I, I used to do the Kindle Unlimited and KDP Select and all that. I didn't really see that it it didn't help my books any. It did not hurt them by any means, but it didn't really help my books. So I just kind of. uh, I, I've stopped using it. However, if you're a brand new author, um, using, a, like a KDP select free promotion can be a great way to get some initial interest in your book. Um, it doesn't, it hasn't worked very well for me in the past. Um, however, I also have an established audience. So for me, 99 cent downloads work, work better. Um, and, and here's the thing that, it, the one hundred and fifty downloads that you have to get in twenty four hours to get Amazon's attention, that only counts if they're paid downloads. Um, if they're free downloads, you have to get about fifteen thousand or more. Right. So it's in my opinion, it's a lot easier to get one hundred and fifty paid downloads. You know, for ninety nine cents, than it is to get fifteen thousand free downloads. Yeah. Um, and then as far as the, the, I think you mentioned promotion sites, like Bookbub, is that what you were asking?
1: Mm hmm, mm-hmm. sure.
0: Yeah, um, I used Buck Books for, for a little while, and they were great for the, the first little while, and then they, they kind of stopped, stopped working for me. In my opinion, they're not as effective anymore as they used to be. Um, and Bookbub is really great if you can get a promotion slot with them. If you can't, um, and, and it is really hard to get a promotion slot with book club. They reject about ninety percent of authors. Um, but if you can get a promotion slot with them you, you know that's great that that'll really help them promote your book. but honestly, I would recommend not um, you, you know relying on that just because it probably won't work out. Uh, i I think a better strategy would be to go with the publicity tour if you're trying to to get a huge launch.
1: Uh, let, let me put it out. There. In know, all this—did your age play a role in that? To be a, a young person, and I think let me find out what is writing or just so did the contents and all your strategies.
0: Yeah, so I I never really used my age as a promotion strategy. In fact, I I always kind of kept my age quiet. Um, and, and so I think the reason that people reading my books was because of the content, not so much as as my age. Does that make sense? Is that what you were asking? Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Yeah, exactly. yeah um, I, I have now started kind of revealing my age a little bit more and doing these podcast interviews. Before, I, I would never do anything like this. But um, I have decide, decided to kind of be more open about that. And so, um, you, you know, since I've done that, I think I've had like five podcast interviews. Wow. Um, so so I, I've been pretty busy with that um, in just the, the last couple of weeks. However,. Um, for, for my, for my books, I still don't really reveal my age. So, um, all of the sales that I'm getting to my books are because people want to read the content in them, not because, not because of my age, if that makes sense.
1: If you're to give a billion dollar advice to teenagers out there, what would that be?
0: Advice to teenagers, entrepreneur teenagers? Exactly. You, you know, I, I think my advice would be just to, uh, To to never give up, you you know, it's pretty hard, um, in in my opinion, to to be uh, an entrepreneur as a teenager, just because, um, you you know, it's not widely uh, accepted, I guess. Uh, A lot of people would be like, oh, you know, he's a teenager, he can't really contribute much, you know, and a lot of people are kind of wary of that sort of thing. Um, so so it, it can be hard, but if you keep pressing forward, um, you, you know, eventually you will reach success. It, it can take some time and it can take some effort. You know, it, it took me two years and I, I was working for a couple of hours a day every single day every um, uh, of these two years. I, I worked every single day with, without fail. Um, so uh, so it, it really requires a lot of dedication um but if you if you are dedicated and motivated and you, you don't give up you you will be successful for, for sure well one of my uh a uh, quote that i like is um that success isn't something you achieve it's something that you do you, you know success success is a verb i guess um you you have to you have to be moving forward you have to keep that forward momentum going so if you do that, if you keep moving forwards and never give up, you you will eventually reach success.
1: So never, never, never give up. Keep moving and understand that success is really here yeah, as a verb, not a noun. It's something you, you must keep on doing and keep on evolving and bettering your best, as I say. Exactly. Right, man. This has been insightful, and this how far time can bring us. Is there anything that you, any pro, new project you're embarking on, any, a new book up there that you want to share with the listening audience? You know
0: what? I actually did just start a new project. Um, I, I launched two things. I launched a uh, a free um, course for people that want to learn how to be more productive. Um, and you can find that at NinjaProductivity.com. And uh, if you go there, you, you can sign up for it's a one hundred percent free course. You, you'll get a couple of free lessons that just um, have some some uh, really important, I guess, hacks to being more productive um... and then my other current project is a, it's a paid membership group and you can find more about that at productivitymembership.com. So the, those are, it, those are the two things that I direct you to, ninjaproductivity.com and productivitymembership.com.
1: Okay, wonderful. I'll, I'll link all of that in the show notes too. And when to listening to you, go check these two projects out and get the best out of it.
0: Well, awesome. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Bernard.
1: Mark, it's a pleasure I treasure, and I wish you success in all your other upcoming projects, too, and I'll keep the connection. All right, so at this time, I want to recommend my latest book, Reputation Management, 99 Ways to Build and Boost Your Brand Visibility. So check it on Amazon.com today. Visit Amazon.com slash author slash Bennett Kelvin. The book is Reputation Management, 99 Ways to Build and Boost Your Brand Visibility the best is yours.